Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. Somebody shout, too legit to quit. Any MC Hammer fan? Even remember MC Hammer? Is there any, where's the 90s folks, the 90s people? That's what's up right there. Uh, Pastor Justin, I, that, that outfit, bro, right out of your closet, right? You got all that stuff in the closet, you pull it right out. Good, good, good stuff. It's so good to be with you, TC. My name is Scott, and I have the joy of being your pastor's friend. That's what I get to do. How do you love your pastor? I mean, Pastor Brad. That, that would be all right for the second service, but this is the first service. I mean, you all really have it. On the count of three, would you make some noise for your pastor? One, two, three, let him know you love him. We love you, Brad. I love what you're doing here. Last time I was with you all, you were in a theater. It smelled like popcorn everywhere. Y'all growing up, aren't you? I mean, yeah, like, uh, yeah, y'all got that George Jefferson thing on you. Well, we're moving on up. Hey, yeah, never mind. You don't even know what I'm talking about. That's okay. That's all right. But, uh, no, hyper excited for the growth that's going on and what's happening all around you here. Uh, it's because of a great God and great leadership. And uh, those two together are uh, just irreplaceable. So thank God for that. It's so good to be with you today. Too legit to quit. I want to kind of lean into this thought today in the fact that God's plan for your life is too legit to quit on. How many you know life will make you want to quit? You might feel like just like calling in sick for the next three months. Like, like I, I ain't doing it. I'm just checking out right here, right? I, I mean, you, we can go there in our head, but, but the truth is we can't play with this moment that we're in right now. We have to lean into this moment, and I, I want to kind of go down that road today. By the way, I, I know glasses became kind of fashion statements. These are actually real. Anybody still wear real glasses today? Like, you, like you, you're blind as a bat, but nobody knows it because you right? Some of y'all you won't wear these, but you got the contacts in right now. You're stealthy with your vision, right? Uh, it, it's, if I don't wear these because of the computer work I do, my, my vision gets blurry. I get a headache. It doesn't go well with me. Anybody ever had one of those headaches? Like that? that that's, that's right, right. If you and I are not careful, if we don't get the right lenses on our faith, you'll get a headache in your life and you'll go blurry and you won't know where you are. Vision is everything. In fact, that's what I want to talk about today is getting grit on your vision. Vision, gritty vision. Someone shout gritty vision. You got to get gritty with it. That's what I'm trying to tell you right now. It's too legit to quit. Get gritty with it. Now, see, some of y'all going, I don't even know about this guy, Pastor Brad. Who in the world? This is what happens when you drink one coffee and two bangs on Sunday morning, all right? So that's, that's how we roll. So y'all just kind of kind of go with me here. Your vision is important. What you see in life is important. What you're looking for is critical. Not what your neighbor thinks about you, what you think about you. Where you see your life going, it is critical that you see something. In fact, let me just ask you, do you have a picture for your life? Or are you just sucking air and paying taxes? Which one is it? Is my goal to wake up tomorrow and do last week all over again? Or is there some intention to my life? Am I going somewhere on purpose? 
am I scripting my life and I'm laying it out and I'm taking life by the throat and telling life where it's going? I'm no longer asking questions. I'm not just trying to figure it out. No, I'm going somewhere. Turn to three folk and tell them, I'm going somewhere, baby. I'm going somewhere. Just, just go ahead and just tell them right now. You see, here, here's what I know. If you don't have a vision for your life, you're drifting. If, if, if you don't have a vision, you're drifting. I know what it is to drift. I've done it, y'all. I've done it. it, it, it it's nice. It's comfortable. It's easy. But, but here, here's the deal. Rarely will a boat ever drift to the perfect destination. It's got to be driven to the right destination. It goes with the plan. You're never just going to drift and become a success. No one goes, oh my, I accidentally succeeded. I'm not even sure how that happened. No, you worked your tail off. That's how it happened. No one accidentally has good health. No one accidentally has a good marriage. No one accidentally finishes a four-year degree. No one accidentally launches a business. It is, I'm going somewhere. We'll do this thing. I'm getting through the fray. I'm going to walk past some other opportunities because I've got a plan. i got something in the vision for my life. It's critical that we have it. Gritty vision is next level, though. Not just like, okay, I see something. I'm talking about where you get laser focused and you get that look in your eye that scares your family. Like just the difference between dancing with a smile on your face. Some of y'all did them club days, right? You got that smile. You got this. But then when you start dancing with the duck face, you know somebody's really in it when they go duck face dancing. You want know to talk about? I mean, they got lip thing going on, right? That, that ugly face, right? That, that, that's, next, that's what you call gritty. If you ain't sweating, you're not doing it right, okay? You, you got to lean all the way in. This, this is what I'm talking about with getting your vision gritty and like going hard. I'm not here just to ask questions or ask permission. I'm here to take over. I'm going hard on this. And that's what Habakkuk Chapter 2, or if you say Habakkuk, or however you want to pronounce it, uh, Big H, uh, it says in, in chapter 2, verse 3, chapter 2, verse 3, I want you to check this out. Here, here's, here's what the Bible says. This vision is for a future time. Uh, by the way, check sidebar, that means vision is ahead of you. It's not beside you, it's not with you, it's ahead of you. You're looking out there. It describes the end. That's a problem. I'll tell you why in a minute. And it will be fulfilled. Thank God. If it seems slow in coming. Anybody been waiting for a minute? I mean, now, like, my vision is longer than a Chick-fil-A line right now. You understand, like, I've been in this line. Or am I ever going to get? Right. If it's slow in coming, pump your brakes. Wait patiently for it. Get gritty with it, all right? That's what he's saying. For it will surely take place. Say those words. It will surely take place. It will surely take Help me, come on. It will surely take place. It will not be delayed. This is such a powerful verse, and there's so much to unpack here, but I, I want to just bump a few things related to what you see for your life. It's critical that you get a vision for your life. You can't, you wait on your mama to have a vision for your life. And I know your grandmother been praying for you and she's all about you, but I promise you right now, her vision for you can't be bigger than your vision for you. We need to begin to believe something that, watch, it's not just about succeeding. It's not just about look at me. It's what is God doing in my life that I see beyond my present status that is going to rearrange some things and I'm going to live beyond what culture even thinks I deserve. I'm going to break all the rules and step out and live ahead in my life. That is exactly what God is declaring in your life. 
This building that you're standing, that we're sitting in right now, before this building ever existed on a piece of land, it existed in someone's vision. It was in their heart before it ever took an address. Someone planned where all of these doors were going to be. Someone planned what this stage was going to look like. It was drawn out on paper. They planned how big the parking lot would be. They planned what the foyer were going to look like. They planned where your kids were going to be having service. They, they planned all of these things out. And after the plan was done and it was all written out, then they handed the plans to builders. And the builders began to construct based on the plan that preceded the building. It's important for you to understand that God pre-planned your life. He scripted the whole thing out. He put all the details together, where the doors were, who's supposed to enter, and who's supposed to exit. Amen. He, he began to put all of these. You know, there's supposed to be some people exiting your life. Amen. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 re, he scripted everything out. And after he finished this masterpiece, he then backed up and he said, now, let's go build this kind of life. And so he gives you and I this thing called B-I-B-A-L-E-N-G. Yes, that, it gives us that, this book that is the plan for your life. If you and I are not reading the plans, we're not going to build what he said. If I'm not reading his plans, I'll build a different variation of what he intended for my life. And then I'm living jacked up looking at God like, what's your problem? He goes, ain't my problem. You didn't read the plans. The plans will show you how to live this thing, but you got to do it my way to get my results. His word is a set of plans for your life. We have to build according to that. And it pre-exists. His plans pre-exist our experience. In other words, if I'll do what he said to do, I'll get what he said I can have. The, 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 the promises, the blessings of God. You see, we're saved by faith, but we're blessed by obedience. I don't faith the blessing in. I obey the blessing in. And when I operate in obedience to God's word, that's where the blessing encounters my life because I'm building according to the plans of the master architect in my world. And so the Bible is always talking about, watch this, watch this, this is the part that bothers me. Things to come. Not things that are here. Things to come. Which requires vision. It requires me to be looking for something I'm not seeing right now. When I, when I was being taught, when my dad was teaching me how to drive a car, he taught me this. He said, son, do not look where you're driving right now. Look where you're going. Like riding a bicycle. When you, when you, when you train your child how to ride a bicycle, you, you, don't, you, you can't look down and be riding your bicycle. We got a problem. We have a problem. You, you can't be looking this way. You got to keep your eyes on where you're going because when you keep your eyes where you're going, not only are you safer, it puts a balance to your life because I see something further than where I am right now. And you and I become blinded when I get so consumed by the immediate that I miss what's in the future. And God is saying, I want to put scripture in here. I'm going to show you something about your life I'm setting the plan ahead of you I'm going to talk to you about where you're going not just where you are so you'll begin to pursue something and not get stuck in today have you ever been stuck in a place called today oh I have I have and here's the problem this is where God's word creates conflict for you and I because where I am and what he said are two different things he says I'm the head and not the tail and I'm still trying to pay my bills from last week How's that thing work out? 
He, he said that he's going to keep me in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on him, but I'm kind of struggling with some things right now. And so his word is always talking about where I'm headed, not just where I am. So I want you to know today, if you've got some conflict between what God says and what you're experiencing, you're in good company, and the truth is you're probably doing better than what you think you are right now. You're probably actually advancing in ways that you can't even understand because it's hard to see from this vantage point. You're doing better because it takes gritty vision to endure the contradiction of this moment but still be in the loop and moving forward. Whether you're in the room or you're watching online right now, you're tuning in. You showed up today in pursuit of God. You didn't come to see me. You didn't just come to a building. You said, I want you, Jesus, and I'm coming for everything you said I can have. I promise you that registers in heaven and it's moving your life forward. Would you turn to three folk and tell them, let's do this, boo. Let's do this, boo. We got to move this thing forward. So hell comes, pushback comes to try to steal your vision. It comes to try to rob, steal, kill, and destroy. That's why you got to turn and tell hell sometimes, kiss my grits. Because I've got this gritty vision thing, and I believe more of what he said than what I'm experiencing. So you got to go flow on him sometimes, right? So, so it, it's, it's, a, it's a really a challenge of spiritual vision versus natural vision. And I just want to tell you right now, I still struggle between all of them. Because life comes at us and we get hit with all things and we have to keep choosing this. It's like in 2 Kings, there was a, a prophet named Elisha. Elisha uh, had a servant that was with him. The Bible uh, talks about the, the, these two being together. And as they're in this region, the servant goes out. He's got his cup of coffee in the morning. He steps outside going, man, what a beautiful day. And when he looks around, he sees that they are completely surrounded by the Aramean army that is coming to take Elisha out. They have all shown up to destroy the prophet and his servant. And, and like that, so, so the, 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 the servant goes crazy. He screams like an eight-year-old at a Bieber concert. Just screams, oh, my God. And he goes running back. And he runs back in and he sees Elisha. You're not going to believe what's out here. And he starts screaming to Elisha. We're surrounded by an army. And Elisha steps outside with him. And they begin to look around. And Elisha says, yeah, okay, okay. And, and Elisha had this calm about him. And the servant's going crazy. you got to read this thing. This is hilarious. The, the, the servant's going crazy. Elisha's kind of like, he's like, dude, it's all good. Can, he's checking his Instagram, like just kind of, it's all good. And, and they're like, don't you see what's out here? And he said, listen, God, would you please open his eyes and let him see? I, he's, he's, got, he's, got, he's got sight, but I need him to have vision. I, 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 he's, he's stuck in what's, what he can see naturally, but I need you to open him. He needs to go grit, get gritty with it, and he needs to see. And the Bible says that immediately the servant's eyes were open, and he no longer just saw the natural army, but he saw heaven's angels surrounding this massive host, even around all of them. Like what had them surrounded, they were surrounded by. Like, like God was so much greater on on their side and all of a sudden a tremendous peace kicked in and he's like okay I think we can handle this watch this not because the real enemy left he didn't get peace because there was no longer a problem no there was still a real enemy but he just realized all of a sudden the natural went supernatural he began to realize but if God be for us 
then who can be against us? And, and I realize greater is he that is in me than the things that are around me. He began to see at a different level. It's not that the problems went away, but he just found out that his God was greater than the situation he was facing. And he knew, I don't understand how, but I just know everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. He, he knew these things. You see, vision change, when your vision changes, you're no longer a victim. When your vision changes, you can get rejected, but it's just, oh, I just redirection. That ain't rejection. You just kind of pushed me to the next level of my life. That's, that's all you did right there. I'm, I'm not a loser because the game isn't over. I'm still here. I'm still sucking air, aren't I? Everything's going to be, it's just halftime. Let's go again. The, your, your mindset changes when vision kicks in because stopping is no longer an option in your life. So here's what we do. We have to find Jesus in the conflict. Whenever hell hits your life, the very next question is, where is God? Where are you, Lord? What are you doing? I know you're here. You said you never leave me nor forsake me. I know you're in it. I need to find where you are in it so that I can get through it. You see, Jesus believed you were too legit to quit because in Hebrews chapter 2, he said, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He looked ahead and realized, I can deal with this because I see something better coming for your life and my life. That's why we don't bail because Jesus is fully involved in everything you're facing right now to move you out of where you are and into where you're supposed to be based on the plans he has for your life. You see, the angels... The angels didn't leave. The, 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 the army didn't leave. The angels were, were, were still there, but it, was the, it wasn't the angels that delivered Elisha. It wasn't the angels. There was no big battle that, that they did anything. In fact, the angels were there to bring a peace to Elisha and the servant. But when you really read it, this story is all about vision, the battle of vision. Because Elisha said, God, would you open the eyes of the servant? Let him see your presence that's in the midst of the storm. But then Elisha prayed, God, would you blind the enemy? You see, here's the, here's the deal. With vision, you can overcome anything. Without vision, it doesn't matter how strong you are, you go nowhere in life. It was a battle of vision. Ladies and gentlemen, what you see matters and what you don't see matters. That's why we have to make sure that our eyes and our hearts are so consumed with the word of the living God that this becomes more reality than the doctor's report. This becomes more reality than the financial issues. This becomes greater than the marital situation. We can overcome whatever because that's what his word declares. We have to get a vision for who he is so we live what he said. God's word is always describing the next season. That irritates me. That's why the conflict rages that we go through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's crazy how you can have joy on Sunday. You can hit some hell on Tuesday. And then hell on Tuesday turns into hell on Wednesday. It's like, it's like oh my God, you added L's to it. It's like, it keeps growing. Like Life happens to all of us. That's why we have to keep our focus on who he is because God talks about your breakthrough like it's already done while your situation is still situating. He's working in that whole thing. That's, that's why it's important that you're here on Sundays. Because Pastor Brad and TC, they're talking about where you're going, not just where you are. The goal is not to pet us and make us feel good about here. The goal is to encourage us to keep looking, keep believing, because the God that's on your side is going to advance and take you where you can't get by yourself. We need a message of hope in today. 
No, no, we, we need a message of vision and encouragement. I need someone who believes that there, our God is greater than every circumstance in our culture and our world right now. Our culture is sucking air, trying to keep its head above water. But there's something about a believer that we're not closing our eyes to the reality of what we have to face, but we walk with a joy and a hope. And we step into the workplace, and all of a sudden, joy and life hits the atmosphere. That's why when you walk into work tomorrow, you ought to walk in and go, this is the day the Lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it they'll look at you strange but they're going to love you because we're life givers that's what we do because we have a vision and a hope that's greater than the immediate i know that my best days are ahead of me and i'm leaning into it because it's god's vision for my life we got to know that ladies and gentlemen there's four things just real real quick here on shifting your vision how how do i move my vision forward How, how do we how do we do this because I know what it is to have stinking vision. Been there, done that. But we can have the right vision. And here's, here's what I want to show you. Number one, real quickly. In fact, let me just read these four to you, and I'm going to go back and hit them. Number one, you have to drop the hindsight. Then you've got to seek insight, develop foresight, and rest in God's oversight. So let me back up to number one. Number one, drop the hindsight. You've got to let the past go. Somebody shout, let it go. Okay, we go. We got three sections. So let it go. Ready? That's pretty good. One more time. Yeah, you guys are good. You got this now. Like we practiced that. Let it go. Letting it go might mean you have to let them go. You know how you get over a past? Stop talking about it. Because the more you talk about it, the more you keep reliving it. That's why you've been divorced for 12 years, but the ex is still, you're still married to the ex. Like, let them go. Let the situation go. I know what they did at the last place where you worked was bad. I know it was bad, but let it go. You're in a new season. Would you re-up your game and get a vision for where you can head? Stop living in the bitterness and the heaviness. Let it go. Do not live stuck. Forgetting the things that are behind. Let it go. Press. Keep pushing. Get that vision strong. you got to let the fear go. Fear is what comes when we start having memories of the past. And, and all of that begins to stir up the conflict inside. We've got to move our lives forward drop the hindsight number two seek insight seek insight I, I, I've got to take my life to, I need to discover God's view for my life that's where this book comes important that's why the pipeline is so important that's why getting involved in church not just attending but but beginning to get involved getting involved in small groups engaging opening your mind to what God's opinion is about your life and ladies and gentlemen when we do it God's way life gets a lot easier because where God has an opinion mine is irrelevant I don't have to decide what God has already decided if he laid a way out for my marriage I don't have to figure out whether it works or not that's what he said I'm just going to do what he said how he tells me to run my finances if that's what he said I'm just going to I don't have to decide if I'm going to tithe I'm just going to do it because that's what he told me to do I trust his plan for my life I'm not trying to redo the plans I'm just going to do it what he said so I can have the place he said I can have I I've got to do it his way seek insight that self-talk is important how do you talk to yourself Y'all, 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 listen. Okay, you might think a little, even a little bit stranger than what you already think that I am right now. But I will leave myself voicemails. I think I've told you before. I will leave myself voicemails. Oh, I sure will. Call yourself sometime because no one else is doing it. Call yourself and encourage yourself. No, straight up, straight up. I'm, I'm serious. Like, dog, you're looking good. Sheesh. 
Jesus. You, you got an amazing world going on. You, you got to talk to yourself. Leave that thing. Because I'll tell you what. And save it. Don't erase it. Save it. Save that thing. Because you'll go back. You, you'll forget you did it. And you'll say, who's this from? And you'll push that thing. And you'll hear yourself. You're looking good today. You are the head and not the tail. Ha. And the blessing is coming after you. Ha. And you, you can preach to yourself a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you, you gotta encourage yourself, Lord. You, you seek some insight. Declare God's word. Confront the natural with with the spiritual. When you get some difficulty at work, begin to call God's promise. God, I don't know how to handle this, but thank you that you're already working in it. Thank you that favor's on my side. Thank you that joy is leading the way. Thank you that your spirit's leading my heart. I don't have time to get offended because no one can lead well when they're off-ended. I need to make sure that I'm upright and moving forward. I got to choose to live my life strong and forward. I'm going to do it your way. Seek that insight. So drop the hindsight. Seek the insight. Number three, develop foresight. I'm no longer looking here. I'm looking there now. I'm starting to look down the road. I'm getting a picture of a desired future. I'm going to start talking about where I'm going. We stop saying, oh, we're never going to be able to afford that. Just, just, no, it's just not right now. It's not wise right now. But there's a day coming we'll buy two of them. It's all going to be just fine. Let's just keep working, baby. Just keep working. We're going to lean in. We're going to change our language. Your language is scripting your, your, your future. you got to make sure what's coming out of your mouth is about your future and not taking you to a past. Don't talk weak, especially about yourself or your family. Make sure let's pick, we're picking our kids up. I know you're struggling in school, but I got you. We're going to work this thing out. You're brilliant. You're smart. God made you. You're a creative genius. That's what God put in you. Speak life over our kids, and let's declare the hope of heaven heaven in our homes we've got this thing that we do at our church all the time and we go it goes this way believe it speak it work it don't quit believe it speak it work it let's try it one more time I can't tell you how many times I'm driving down the road in my Dodge Ram 1500 pickup truck. I turn the radio off and I start saying, believe it, speak it, work it, don't quit. Believe it, speak it. I'm talking to myself because there's so many other things that will try to distract you and derail your progress in life. But you've got to know what his word says. I believe it. I will speak his word over my life. I need to hear the hope of heaven in my world. I'm going to now work the word. I'm going to actually walk and live as if it's going to happen and I'm never going to quit. I'm getting gritty with it. I'm going to lean into this thing and believe that my best days are ahead of me. They're not behind me. I'm going to do this thing. Finally, we do this. We rest in God's oversight. Anybody glad that God's watching over your life? Oh, you, I didn't say the government. I said, is anybody glad that God is watching over your life? Yeah, that's a good place to say amen right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. God is watching over his word. Can I tell you how serious God is about his word? He said, I'm going to protect and perform my word not for you, for my namesake. I'm protecting my reputation. I love you. But the truth is, we can't, this world can't afford for God's reputation to go sideways. That's why the world is struggling trying to find something that he said that has not been accurate because he's true in all that he does. God will not be discredited. That's how committed he is to making sure that you get what he's declared. 
That's why we keep living forward. We keep living strong. We don't quit. If we were going to take a road trip today, and we were starting in Miami, that's a little bit south of where I live. I live in Lakeland, 30 minutes from Mickey Mouse. All right, that's where I live. If we were going to take a trip, though, and we started in Miami, and we decided we're going to go to New Orleans, hey, going to go get some food, listen to some music. I know there's foodies in the room right now. Pastor Brad took me and we ate on the back of a truck yesterday and it was really good. So I'm just saying this is good stuff. But if we're, if we're going to go from Miami to New Orleans, we're going to go through four states. We're going to go through Florida. Once we get through Florida, we're going to hit Alabama, Mississippi, and then finally get into Louisiana. Right? That, that's the journey. It's a 12-hour trip from Miami. Y'all just, just, just hang with me here. It's a 12-hour trip. Four states to reach New Orleans. Ten of those hours are in Florida. To get through the other three and get to New Orleans, it's going to be a couple of hours if we're going to finish the trip. Only two hours in Bama, Mississippi, into New Orleans. The biggest part of the trip happens in the exact state you started in. It takes us five times as long to get out of Florida as it does to reach New Orleans through the other three states. Moving and advancing, but I'm still in the same state I started in. Here's my point. It's really easy to become frustrated with the trip because it's hard to see the progress because I've been driving for a long time and I'm still in the same state I was when I started this thing. Nothing seems to be changing. I've been traveling for a long time, but here's what I want to encourage you with today, TC. Stay patient. Keep driving. You're closer than you think. Because God starts flashing some road signs that a new state line is on the way. If you won't grow weary in well-doing, but if you'll just hang in there, you will reap if you don't faint. Because you're going to go from a state of weariness to a state of joy. You're about to cross the state line. Yes, you are. You're going to go from a state of being stuck to a state of breakthrough. And when it hits, oh, it's going to be amazing when it hits. Yes, it is. There's a state of sickness into a, into a, into a state of health. There's going to be a state of brokenness into a state of restoration. There's going to be a state of emptiness into a state of overflow. You're about to cross some state lines if you'll just stay on the trip. I know you've been traveling for a minute. And I've been attending. I've been doing this. I've been tithing for two years. I've been believing God. I've been praying the same prayers. When's it going to happen? I'm telling you right now. He knows what he's doing. He's taking you somewhere and if you'll stay on the journey you're coming through the other side and you're about to start hitting different state lines at hyper speeds and it took you a long time in this state but when you cross this line ladies and gentlemen there's about to be a rapid advance to your life that's why you've got to keep your vision on where you're going not just where you are stand to your feet if you would please stand to your feet your best days are ahead of you and they're coming at you keep driving Keep trusting. Keep believing. He said, I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to be with you the entire time you're traveling. 
He said, I'll supply all your need according to my riches and glory. Just hang in there. I am able to do exceeding abundantly. You've heard all this, but watch, watch. If we're not careful, we will have heard it so much. We have it so underlined and highlighted in our Bibles that it doesn't mean anything to us anymore. But gritty vision begins to live on these promises and this reality that this is who he said he is. I will not grow weary in my my well-doing or my driving. I'm going to keep pressing because God's plan is coming at me today. I want to pray for someone in this room today who you've lost sight of where you're going and you're frustrated with life and you feel like you're spinning your wheels and going nowhere. Does God even care? Is he here? Is he listening to me? And I want you to know right now you're doing better than you think you are. Keep driving. There's a state line that's about to hit and you're about to cross over and start hitting those new places that you're going to start seeing this progress and this succession in your life. It's on the way. I want you to bow your heads all through this room and I want you to receive this as we pray. You watching online, I'm talking to you today as well. I want you to lock in, link in, lean in to what God's declaring declaring to you right there where you sit the same promises for you. Father, thank you for your word that's alive in your people's lives and thank you for the promises that you are taking us forward, that we're not wasting time. Faith is never wasted. Faith is never wasted. There's an advance. There's a push and this moment matters. And God, I thank you that someone is advancing 200 miles right now, 500 miles right now, that we're about to cross a border, that we're going into another state, that the old's about to be old, the new is on the way. God, we're keeping our eyes on where we're going, not just where we are. I declare a joy, a hope, a life-giving strength, a power, a reality check on the inside that you're doing something amazing in our world that we can't see right now, but we know it's on the way. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that your word is true. Thank you that your name is solid and we can build our life on the promises of your word. We declare it in this room today in Jesus' name. Everybody shout amen, 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 amen. Put your hands together and give him some thanks today because he's for you and not against you. Amen, amen. While you're standing, I want to pray with you real quick and I just want to invite you. Man, Pastor Scott said something that just... I want some of you just to grab a hold of that for a second. I know some of your stories right now where you've, you feel like you're at the end of a certain rope where you don't know if you can keep going the way you've been going. You're not sure that reaching the destination is worth continuing on the journey. And God's saying, don't stop at the first border because the journey, the rest of the journey is way shorter than the beginning phase of what got you here. And so, man, I want you to let that sink in. And so I want to pray for you right now. Father, we just pray, God, for every person who's been weary and well-doing, God. They've they've allowed, the, their energy is zapped. Their zeal is gone. Their passion has been removed. And they don't know that they can keep going the way that they've been going. So, God, I pray right now, Father, that you would just encourage their heart, that you would stroke passion, God, into their soul, that you would continue to move and drive and lead and encourage and lift their head where they've been tired. God, where they've put blame on other people and their their situation, their pain, their hurt may be real. But God, you are the lifter of our head. So God, where the past has dictated our future, God, I pray that you remove everything from our vision so that we can start seeing clear the path that you have for us in Jesus name that we would know that we would love and that we would be affirmed that you have never left us you've never forsaken us in Jesus name give clarity and vision so that we can see the road you're taking us on in Jesus name in Jesus name
with everyone's head bowed and your eyes closed today, if you are here and the vision's not clear because for you, your picture of Jesus is not clear. Maybe you believe in God, but you know that there's something in your life separating you from God. And hear me, we've all been there. The Bible says that all of us have fallen short of God's desire for our lives. But you don't have to let shame keep you in sin anymore. Because his grace is sufficient, the Bible says, for everything in your life that you thought disqualified you. And today, if you are looking for Jesus to forgive your sins and give you a fresh start, here's what I want you to do. It's very simple. We're going to put our faith in Jesus that when he died on the cross, he paid for our sins. And if that's you, I want you to repeat this prayer after me and the whole church will pray with you. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. I believe in you. I believe you died for me. So I give you my life. Make me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. TC, let's give it up for all those that prayed today. We celebrate with you. Amazing, amazing, amazing. We are so excited.